This episode of the BJJ Foxcast is brought to you by BioPro. BioPro is an all-natural alternative to prescription human growth hormone, which aids in recovery, anti-aging, metabolism, libido, immunity, skin health, cognition, sleep, and stress. Just one vial per day provides a substantial boost to all of these growth factors. Okay, so that's what they want me to say. Here's what I know as an aging grappler. I've been using BioPro Plus and the nighttime variant BioPro Plus Cortisleep for several months, and it feels like I've grown a third lung. My, gra- my gas tank is noticeably bigger. My recovery is faster, and I'm back in the mats much quicker, not just between training sessions, but between rounds. Now you can get $30 off your first order of BioPro when you use the code FOXCAST at www.bioproteintech.com. That's code FOXCAST for $30 off your first order at www.bioproteintech.com. Thank you, BioPro. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the BJJ FOXCAST. I am your host, Alex Martinez, and today I have my brother, Adam Alberto Mota from the Dominican Republic, New York City, Mesa, Arizona, all over the country. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you're you're a purple belt under Paul Nava. We've been teammates for years. Uh, we met about five years ago, and um, we were just talking about you know um, our families, and you know they're scattered all over. Uh, tell me about yours, man. Tell me about uh, like where you came from and and where you grew up. All right, so I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. I was born in Manhattan, but born and raised in Brooklyn in a neighborhood, Bed-Stuy, where Jay, about 10 or 15 minutes from Jay-Z, where he lived. Um, My mom immigrated to the country with her sister and her father in 19, or 1989. She finished high school here, did some college, and then um, she... Married in the 90s, uh, and then she would do trips back and forth to the Dominican Republic because my dad was still there. Um, but she lived in Brooklyn. I was raised in Brooklyn. Um, went to high school or started high school in Brooklyn, but then went to Queens. Okay. So a different borough just to, you know, experiment and start traveling, per se. A lot of my friends were staying in the boroughs or staying in their, like, either bus or small train route. Um, and yeah, I w- since a young age, I would always get, uh, my family would take vacations to Dominican Republic. So we had that, that ritual, that instinct that let's go, let's pack our bags. We got to take stuff for our family out there for us to eat and just to be on the Island. Yeah. Yeah. So what did your, what did your family do in, in New York? Like what, what was their occupation? So <coughs> my dad, once he got to the United States, he started perfecting his craft as a handyman and as a welder. So he started like as an apprentice. Eventually he got his own clients and then he just started his own business. Um, and then my mom, she just worked with the elderly. So she just like fell into that, did some nursing too. And uh, some of my uncles were into sales and... Um, yeah, but most of my mom's family were on this side of, like, the United States, whereas my dad's side is in the Dominican Republic. Got it, got it. So growing up in New York, it sounds like you were more of, like, a inner-city kind of kind of kid. And and for me, like, I grew up I grew up in, in South Texas where you can just wander off into the woods. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. What, was that, what was that like for you growing up, you know, as a kid in, in, a, in a city like that? Growing up in New York City and then also... <laughs> Moving out here, right? So 
New York City is always something to do. Yeah. There's always like uh I did have a helicopter mom, un helicóptero siempre. ¿Dónde tú estás, muchacho? Where are you? <laughs> like um yeah. and I was her first child, so uh it was it was a lot of pressure. It was really like but my mom was religious as well. Um, so she did instill like going to church on Sundays, being involved. So I had, I had like multiple lives. I had a life at church with my friends there. Um, that's also how I got into music and being a musician. Um, then I had friends at school and then I had other friends with sports team outside of school. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, so pretty, pretty diverse, right. In your, in your upbringing, um, what was it about the Dominican Republic that, you know, besides family, obviously you have the connection with family, but it's gotta be something like spiritual, almost like leaving the city and going out into the Dominican Republic where you have like, you know, the ocean and you have all, I mean, you do have it in New York kinda, mm -hmm. but it's, I don't think it's the same. I mean, tropical paradise compared to a city, right? Uh, it was, <laughs> it was difficult to explain to my friends who weren't Dominican, who couldn't go to the island, what the experience for me was. Um, because it was just like constant adventures and meeting new faces and going into the countryside and meeting a, a f cousin, a second cousin who's a cowboy who has cows, who does, who's not a typical cowboy who yeah. just wears a, a regular fitted cap, walks barefoot, <laughs> has like a Southern twang, um, to other family members who have, uh, different businesses where they have routes of buses like okay. they have just like um but different sides and you feel their energy and you're like wow this person makes me feel good like yeah. even from a young age i have uncles that i still remember that it was like that person made my mom laugh hysterically oh wow like so it's like for me um not only what they did for myself or how they were around my parents but like just my observation of them or uh what they did for me or what they told me. Like, um, one time I went to Dominican Republic and my cousin, my mom's brother's son, uh, he told me, everybody was telling me, oh, muchacho, tu si ta, tu ta fuerte, tu yeah. ta fuerte. Yeah. I wasn't lifting weights at that time. Yeah. It was just a nice way of saying I'm fat. <laughs> so my uncle, my cousin was like, yo, yo, you not fuerte. Tu ta gordo. <laughs> So I was like, "Word, I." Um, so then we, yeah, we came. I came back to New York, and then my family moved from New York to Arizona, and then the whole shift. And it's like, "All right, going to DR is going to be less now, but we got to lock in. I got to get into some sports. I want to like either continue with basketball or try football." So I made it onto the football team, varsity. Started lifting, getting into shape, getting. Like cutting down, just like putting it together, the diet. Um, we also had a Navy SEAL workout. Oh, nice. That it was just like 12 hours, like six hours in a classroom, plays, teamwork. And then they go, they just shoot you in it, like suffer. Yeah, everybody down, <laughs> like crawling, everybody wet, you're not dirty enough. Yeah, and yeah. then just team building. We did the Murph, saw the sun come oh, up. Nice. Uh, they, then the parents just gave us a bunch of food. So, like, all these different experiences or moments, uh, like, contributed to where I am now, my growth, my weight, my, yeah. like, how I feel about myself. Um, 
but yeah, I was fuerte. I was gold. <laughs> was um was there anybody specific that um when you started on that on that path, like getting into shape and lifting weights and being playing football, was there like a, a coach or anybody in there that really inspired you, that really pushed you, or was it mostly family? Well, some family, <clears throat> but around that time I started getting into podcasting mm. or listening to podcasting. Mm. Um so yeah, there was that some Joe Rogan, there was some Jocko. Um but yeah, just seeing their work ethic and also listening to other people, I just started just taking little seeds mm. and just thinking like, all right, like weights are cool, weights for the aesthetically, the visual, but like what else? Yeah, 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 yeah. Performance, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's kind of how I measure my stuff. I, I don't really look at like how I look. It it just kind of it, it kind of comes with the territory. Like if you really train hard mm. and you just train for like a performance based type of thing, like I want to get better at X, the body just kind of follows, you know, and, and, and there's different body types for different things. Right. So like when I was doing triathlon, I was really slim, but I had big shoulders because I was swimming a lot. Mm. So I looked weird. Mm. I just looked weird. It just like, it didn't look right. But, um, but legs got stronger. You know, when I got off the bike, legs aren't as strong, you know, so it's, it's just different, right? Like a football body, it's very different than a than a swimmer's body. So mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, no, that's cool. That's cool. So um, you graduate high school. What happens after that? After that, I go into some community college. Okay, Mace Community College, um, and then I start having like a knack to just want to travel. Mm. So um, I started saving money. Uh, I think it was twenty sixteen. Um, the Olympics, the ones that were in Brazil, mm. um, I started making plans. I saved my money, booked the flight, booked the Airbnb, invited some friends, let them know with the good time, not like three weeks before. Mm -hmm. Like I mm -hmm. let them six, seven months. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was learning Duolingo on the app. Like before it got like super full of ads or whatever yeah. now. Like, yeah, it's a real pain. Um, but yeah, I was using the app, staying with it, and like, mind you, this is before jujitsu. Yeah, this is not. Yeah. This is just me wanting to travel and right. see, and like, because at this point, I've been around a lot of adults mm -hmm. and New York <laughs> and uncles, and like everybody out here is just like, oh, I wish I would have traveled more. I wish yeah. I would have like, yeah. So I was like, I don't want to be that woulda, shoulda, coulda. Good so for you, man. It's yeah. like, how do I figure this out? Yeah, how do you know? Get a job, save money, take the time, the vacation, um, and the trip happened. Um, I flew out there from my from here to Miami, but in Miami, the flight attendant was like, um, "If you want to get off the flight, this is the last time you can get off. Like we're going straight there." Oh, gotcha. And that's like the first time I've ever heard that on a flight. Like, and I was just like, "Is this a sign? Like, do I got?" <laughs> but I was like, "Nah." Like everything is yeah. working. How it's like. <clears throat> So no, we're doing this. Yeah. I pull up to the area or the hostel where I was staying at, and um the owner had some falling out with Expedia or whatever. So like my booking was like, and my money was in limbo. Oh, no. So we were there, like he knew how long the flight was, and he just let me he just let me stay there, crash for a little bit, help me figure it out, and eventually I got to stay there. Okay. So I was like by Maracana, mm -hmm. so like that big stadium where Pele used to play. Yeah, yeah. There was a big favela <laughs> behind, but I didn't go into the favela. It was just like, I there's an event. There's Michael. I saw Michael Phelps swimming. Oh wow! Um, 
I it's like I went to like equestrian jumping. Uh, any event that I could get into okay. is just get on the go on the train, walk to the train station or the bus, um, and go. And then, they, had, they had several different locations, right, for mm-hmm. the Olympic events. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they were all <clears throat> in like uh, the Ipanemas and um, like these other higher class, like more oh, towards okay. the water, towards the beach. Yeah. Um, on my bucket list. And like things I wanted to do, like besides the museum, was try Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. No kidding. It was. Where, where did that Where did that come from? Was it like a Joe Rogan thing where you listened on a podcast? I don't think I was listening too much, but I just like I heard of it as a martial art somewhere. Yeah. So I was just like, <clears throat> "Well, if we're in Brazil, like, let me see what it's about." No way. I I put it down. Yeah. Um, I didn't make it to a class. Oh, okay. I just the Olympics. Yeah, meeting people, conversing with um, the locals, and um, playing basketball with them. How, how how good did your Portuguese get with uh, Duolingo? It was it was. I felt very safe out there and comfortable speaking Portuguese. Um, people would think like "você você nombre Alberto," like mm. your name is Alberto. You can speak Portuguese. I'm like, no, no, now fala, now fala muito. Like yeah. I don't speak a lot, just right. a little bit. Um, and since Argentina is so close to Brazil, um, some people can understand Spanish. So oh, whenever I like ran out of Brazilian words, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, okay, mira, mira, mira. El día fue que yo me cansé. Like, so it was nice to have that beautiful transition. Yeah. Um, and just love. Like, people see when you're trying, they, they, they'll help you. Yeah. They won't like. Yeah. They strike me as really tolerant. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they kind of help you, you know, muscle your way through it through a sentence that you're struggling with. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's I cool. Guess, yeah, yeah. So, so you didn't make it. So, so you're watching the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Did you go there specifically for that? That was the goal. Yes. So yes. you wanted to go? Was that a bucket list? I want to go to an Olympic yeah, Games. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. So it was a bucket list item, and it was also like <clears throat> a trip outside of just Dominican Republic. Yeah, that was my first major. International trip, yeah. And so, did you go alone and meet friends there? Or did you? No, I, I, yeah, I went alone and I met friends there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's how old are you? That was in 2016. So, how long ago was 2016? That's uh, what uh, seven years ago. Okay, so I was 20, 21. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. That's that's a that's a good adventure, man. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it you know, and and I've known you, I've known you, like I said, I've, we've known each other for about five years now. But the whole time I've known you, like you've been on this traveling thing, mm-hmm. and then one day you decide, and I don't know if I'm getting too far ahead, but one day you decide, like, yeah, I'm gonna go to Africa, mm. and then I'm gonna go. I think you went Africa, Dominican Republic, then New York, or maybe the yeah, other way around. Yeah, yeah, just like that, just like that. Yeah. So what prompted the trip to Africa? Uh, COVID. Yeah, just like just working through it, <clears throat> training differently. You know, training with a smaller group of people, but just like, um, what do you mean? What do you mean training differently? Like it wasn't like the big academy. Okay. Like we were yeah. underground. Like you know, mm. in a, someone's gym and Tempe. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like not a lot of <laughs> the people. Curtains on the yeah, windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really like. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, working through that. And then, so I had, I had planned before I wanted to go to Tanzania and Kenya. 
Um, I had saved money, um, but just with work and just like it didn't seem I didn't know. I was just like waiting just kind of for the right time moment. Um, And then I had a friend that she had someone who went to Africa. Um, He was out there on a tour with this company. Um, So she told me she was like, hey, check them out. Like, see what you could find out. See if it's something that aligns with you. Uh, so yeah, I, I talked to the lady, the, the main lady who was hosting it and she told me the main things that they do and it sounded like a good time. I was just like, yeah. let me, I've never been a part of a tour group or like for two, three months. Um, let's do it. Like, That's let's, so cool. yeah. Wow. So you were there, you were there three months? Three months. So some, tell me about that experience. Like, where were you staying? Like, I. My 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 big curiosity with people that travel is like, you know, you know when you go to like I don't know if you have ever been to um like uh, the North Atlantic region like uh, like Ireland and stuff like that, but it just feels different. It smells different. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying good or bad. It's mm-hmm. just a different. What is what is Africa like when you get off the plane and you first step foot outside of the airport? What does Africa feel like? What does it smell like? First things first, it's a ten hour flight. <laughs> <laughs> So you better know, like, you better get some movement in on the plane. Like, um, they do, or Ethiopian Airlines, they do provide, like, good three meals. They're high. Um, But it's an hour flight. You fly in. Oh, I flew into a country called Togo. Um, There's lines in the north. In the north. I flew into the south. Okay. Um, But uh, it's a city. Um, and then from there, we flew to another city, Abidjan, in Cote d'Ivoire. So uh, Africa was colonized by European powers. Yep. So um, some countries speak French, some speak English. Yeah. Um, some have the same currency, some have different currency. Oh, wow. Uh, there's so, not... like, they use, like, euros and stuff, or no? No, they, oh. have, uh, <clears throat> they have dollar bills, but they call them francs. Francs, okay, uh-huh. okay, yeah. And then uh, I think in Ghana they call them CDs, like C E D I. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you get there. You s- the little airport where we got into. I had a little bit of visa immigration. Like they didn't sign my visa to get into the country, so they took my passport. Um, and then I had to get essentially rescued by the lady. I my first introduction to Africa was like in a little police station in the airport, right? <laughs> and I don't know any, I just see my, a bunch of passports and some guy on a table with just, and I don't, oh, no. I, I, like I don't, I didn't study no French. Like right. I was just like waiting. And then this lady, she comes and she starts speaking English to me. I'm like, okay, I think I'm with her. <laughs> and then I'm like, look, uh, and then yeah, she figures it out. She's like, look, they're going to send you the passport. It was just your visa didn't get cleared yet. Um, everybody on the other, the other people on the trip, they came from Chicago and Chicago and Florida, I believe. Okay. okay. And then there was a, a tour guy who also helped us with the trip. Um, Tomas, that he came from, um, Togo. Uh, so it was four of us. Yeah. Um, just a balance to females, to males. Yep. And, um, yeah, they were good with their visa issues, just me that. Um, so, yeah, as soon as we step out um, in Abidjan, in Cote d'Ivoire, like, it's not it's not too much bustle, but the smell is different. Um, 
I feel familiar. I for me because I've been to Dominican Republic. Yep. I've been. Um, they look to me like Haitians, okay. just their color complexion, yep. and um, so I'm like, all right, cool. Like, so we drive into Abidjan, um, which is like the major city in Cote d'Ivoire, and it's like a little, it's crowded. It's like a city. It's like whoa, like. So we were there for like a week or two, just getting acquainted with some places there. But we were gonna go over to Basam, which is like a little beach town. Okay. Um, where we were gonna have workshops with some artists and drum classes. Um What's a jump class? Drum. Oh drum class. Got uh-huh. it, got it, got it. Yep. Entonces eh, I I personally loved when we left Abidjan because it's like Hey, I've been in cities before. Yeah. Like, I just, I want to see the culture. I want to see some people. I want to go to the fruit market. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we made that happen. Like, we went to Basam. We were there for, like, three weeks. And we were just, like, immersed. Like, just going to the market. I was having surf lessons. Oh, cool. Um, someone told us, like, hey, there's a beach. Like, it's beautiful. There's a guy who does surf lessons. So, I was like, why not? Like, yeah. I've surfed before in California, so I'm like, I gotta say, I, could, I surfed in Africa. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. let's do it. How so, many people can say that? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, surf lessons were just phenomenal, epic. Uh, but leading up to the lessons, um, the vehicle that we were using, so we were staying at like an Airbnb. Everybody had their own room, bathroom. There was a uh, there was a pool in the back and. No, there was a pool in the front, and in the back was just a regular lawn. Um, and then we had our drum classes there. The drummers would come there to us, or sometimes we would go over to the beach. Oh, cool. Um, like a sunset session. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I did feel a lot while I was there because I'm heading to the beach to go to my surf lessons and just learn and, like, I had to adjust some things. Like, we were going in a BMW and an X5, and there was a police, like, he stopped us twice for no reason, just on the way to the town. And I was just like, yo, we just get in, like, and we will always have to give him money. And that money is coming out of my pocket. You know what I mean? So I'm like, um, I'm like, yo, let's switch up the cars. Let's go into, like, a Nissan. Does anybody have a Nissan Altima? Like, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Some little yeah. low key. Yeah. Hey, we pulled up in the Nissan Altima. He just waved us. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, guys, why weren't we doing this before? Like, so, um, oh it was God. it was just enough of drinks, enough of fruit, and just good, just good. Oh, I love um, it. I love it. <clears throat> so yeah, being there, lessons, going back, meeting the artists where we were doing collages with like recycled material. Oh wow. Um, there's the lady she recorded a bunch of it when the movie or whenever she finishes it, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with you, yeah. Um, because it was just like I would have wanted more intentional time with like the artist and the drummers. Mm. Um, there towards like the end, there was a lot of emphasis on like going out and going to like lounges and yeah, going out to like for New Year's and like I went out more there than I ever did here in the United States. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like 
Hey, I'm not here for that. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I'm not here to fall in love. Like, if it happens, it happens. But right. I'm just like, I, I didn't train out there. I didn't do no jujitsu out wow. there. Like, wow. it was, there was some capoeira school. So I did do some capoeira. Um, How, that looks fun. It look it's fun. Yeah. It's it's just like jujitsu. It's it? the it's like the learning. It's the the beginning stages where you're finding that rhythm in your body. Yeah, yeah. Um but it is fun. That's cool. Yeah. Um but yeah, being out there it was just yoga, dance classes, watching some jujitsu, but like <sighs> man, like <laughs> I can't I can't watch too much of something that I want to do. Like yeah. I can't watch too much basketball cuz then I want to play basketball. I can't watch Same. too much jujitsu cuz I want to like Same. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of I, I get a lot of folks on the on the show that are like really really like jujitsu nerds and I mean that I mean mm. that complimentary like they know a lot of like jujitsu and they know like this guy fought that guy who beat this guy and did that I don't know any I don't watch it. Like I I I can't it's like I mean I don't know how to describe it. I just I'll watch like if 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 you're on it, like I'll watch. Mm-hmm. You know, if a friend of mine's on a show, uh, totally hundred percent, I'm in. But I'm on my phone until you go on. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just not into watching it. Mm-hmm. But the same, like because I I, I, I want to do it. But okay, so so um, so, okay, so yes, more misconceptions. Uh, I didn't see any lions. I didn't see any giraffes. That's a different part of Africa. I was on the west coast of Africa. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I did see the slave dungeons. Um, Tell me about that, dude. What was that like? Awful, huh? It was. They have different. They have different ports um, or different castles. But um, we went to La Mina, I believe it's called in Ghana. Um, yeah, it was. We got the tour. They showed us the door of no return. Um, yeah, it was just the energy there. You can feel it, like. Um, I did think that the tour guide was a little bit too, I don't want to say dramatic. Yeah. I don't know if, like, I don't know. I feel like for certain places, you really don't got to say much. Like, yep. like 9-11 is just like, damn, like a lot of people died here. Yeah. Like firefighters, New Yorkers, like. So, yeah, I just felt like just less is more. Yeah. Less yeah. is more. Just tell us the basics. Tell us things that we don't know, but like certain key points. Just let us be quiet. Let us be still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those that was part of the trip, seeing those dungeons and chills, man, just thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and how many how many uh how many dungeons do you think there were? Uh like along the gold coast, along I know there were hundreds. Wow. Um, I want to do more research, but just the one that I went to had multiple rooms, areas, um, no window. Wow. No window. Oh, man. No window. It's just tunnel corridors and people, human beings were there before transported, um, forcibly to the the new world yeah um but they did bring crops with them like that was uh part of the transatlantic slave trade yeah um the columbus trade um yeah they brought rice braided in their hair um 
yeah, they, yeah, the Europeans didn't know too much of like what are the what are you guys growing like, um, but they brought all this stuff that Africans were eating, um, plantains, yeah. bananas, yams, um, sorghum. Uh, and rice, which had to come from India over to Africa, and they had just made their variety. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, and like you said, you, you just want to soak it in, and the more the more someone talks about it, you're just like, just give me a minute, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's deep, dude. That, mm-hmm. It's one thing to read about it. It's one other thing to be standing there and, and looking at it. That's That's wild, man. That's wild, and and you know, isn't it curious that the Europeans, they they pretty much I hate to say conquered the world, but they conquered a lot of things and a lot of places in search of like spices and different foods, and their food sucks. Mm. How's it possible? <laughs> like what you guys do? How's that possible? How you guys failed a mission? You failed the mission. <laughs> yeah. You ain't top of mountain. You didn't submit them. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So so you leave Africa and and uh, you go back to Dominican Republic. Was that just were you thinking about, <clears throat> I'm curious because, like, you didn't come back. Mm-hmm. So I was curious, like, were you thinking about maybe staying in the Dominican Republic and then, you know, and not going to New York? Because you went to New York to yeah. live, right? Yeah. So yeah. um, once I left Africa, I was really, like, like energized, like, let's go. Like, like yeah, every, like first, I miss Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I'm also... Me going to Dominican Dominican Republic is um, as a tour too. So two okay. people from Arizona that I've met while here, um, they're just like, "Hey, we want to see Dominican Republic." Like, so I was just like, "All right, like I'm getting back from Africa." Like, they were just like, "Hey, we're gonna give you some money, um, like just tour us." Like, Perfect. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, <clears throat> while in Africa, my family was like. Yo, why don't you come back? Why are you in Africa? Yeah, yeah. Like they were, they were pessimistic. They were like they knew everything was cool. I would call them. I would show them things. I would show them the fruit. I would show them the beach. I would yeah. like show them the people. I'm just like, yo, like I'm okay. Like we good. Like I'm taking yeah. it. I'm getting a lot of sun. Um, it was like seven hour difference, eight hour difference. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. But I was I was telling my family, I'm like, hey, I'm doing this for the family. You guys may not understand this now, but um yeah, I'm the first to go to step on the continent. Yeah. Like from my lineage family. Love it. Um Yeah. 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 So so was that the family oh, wait, 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 in the Dominican Republic? Um so yeah. So I was like, all right, I was in Africa three months, like I got family in DR. I got places I can stay. Like, why not? I still have some money left over from Africa. Like, let me go. Let me do it. Like, let me figure it out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, got out there. Um. Figured out a little land situation that had some fruits growing on it. Um. And a pool. So I was just like, all right. So we talked to the guy negotiators in the south of the Dominican Republic, and um. So, yeah, while I was there, I closed down that. So, like, like we own that, like, my family and I. Oh, congratulations. Um, thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's it's awesome. It's, like, over two acres, but it has banana trees Perfect. and just, like, land, like, space to 
put a house. Um, you have running water, like a, is yes, it like a creek running water. Um, it has flooding irrigation. <clears throat> oh, cool. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then there's like a little creek down below. Love it. Yeah, yeah. that's cool, um, dude. So yeah, you pulled that off. Tree. How long did it take you to pull that off? Um, well, we I had to talk with my aunt's husband. His okay, fa- so he knew the person. Um, so he was our like kind of like middleman and just like. Yeah, just exploring the nearby vicinity, going to a market that I liked, um, and really being like in that family, in that community because uh, it's different. Like I'm usually in the in the city, in the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. Santo Domingo, or in the east, but this was like in the south. Got it. Um, got towards it. Haiti. Yeah. Um, so just seeing like <clears throat> they got they have mountain ranges like. It's kind of like Arizona over there. No kidding. Yeah, like driving down, like, yeah, you'll still see the coconut trees, but um, the cacti, there's cacti, there's wow. sand. Yeah. That's awesome. So, like, that drew me in. That was just like, yo, like, Arizona did good for me. Like, Arizona, yeah. I got into jiu-jitsu, I got into yo, I did some yeah. traveling out here. Like, yeah. I got my life together, like, and I was just like, this feels, this feels good. This That's feels, so cool. Yeah. So is that is that where you're going to like eventually retire on that on that plot of land? I wanna. I don't want to say eventually because I feel like I'm still young. Yeah, you're like, very young. Yeah. So it's just like it's a start. Yeah. But I'm not limiting myself. That's cool. Um. So yeah, like I have the bees that. So I met a beekeeper out there for the family. Yes. This right? is this is a perfect segue. And, I love um, it. <clears throat> he's just like. I don't know if, like, for me, maybe from after Africa forward, I just feel like just different parts of my life are like movies and people Mm. are like characters. And Mm. he just feels like a very strong character. Just like in me meeting him and me seeing him with his lady and his multiple kids and seeing him like he's a beekeeper, but he also has this little plot of land where he's growing bananas. And he's just like, I remember when I closed the deal with him to like buy the, the beak boxes, six of them. Um, as soon as I paid him out, he went to his house, got something and like grabs his machete, got on a truck to go work. It wasn't even 10 minutes. Like he didn't like relax. He didn't be like, honey, like morning routine. Like, no, it was just like, yo, put this money away. We got more work to do. Yeah. So I just felt very like cool and aligned with him. Like, um, and seeing like, and he wants to grow himself, like, and he wants to keep expanding. And he's he's thought about um, getting loans from banks and then buy more land and then plant certain trees and then having certain bees there. And then, like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, everything everything is starting. Everything That's is good. starting. And um, I've had some sales in some markets in New York. I love it. Um, but now I'm working with a Dominican artist to make a logo for myself, for the company. Yeah. And then I'm going to make an LLC, and then I'm going to work with the customs company to then be able to export it to uh, New York City, maybe have it in a store somewhere. You so know what cool. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but remembering that honey is beef food. Yeah. So, um yeah, every time I go to Dominican Republic, I always make it an effort to plant some trees, plant some flowers, um, and not take too much honey. Like, yeah. leave some honey for them. Yeah. Um, because when it's raining, bees can't fly. Mm-hmm. Bees can't go out. Mm-hmm. They don't like it. They don't feather their wings. They're like, mm. Um, 
So yeah, still That's learning. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah, so I think um, yeah, being in a store is cool, but I think the outreach that. I, and it just my opinion would be like a subscription based, mm. like so much honey per month, something like that. You okay. send to somebody, mm-hmm. and that way you're just shipping it, you know, shipping it out to different people. I think yeah. that'd be cool. But getting in a store, that'd be huge, man. Yeah. That'd be so cool. So tell me about like how do you start if you have zero, right? How do you start like a bee? How would you call it a hive? Like how what would you how would you start it? How would you if you have what is zero? Zero, like you you don't have you have nothing, and you're like you know what I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a beekeeper. What would you, what would your first move be? Who's a beekeeper around me? Okay, okay. Um, who's who has ex- expertise? Like yeah. it's just like you got to learn from somebody who's done it. Yeah. yeah, the YouTube exists. Yeah, you can do the construction, yeah. the boxes. Um, but for your safety, um, and the bee safety, and just humanity, just yeah. just find somebody. Yeah. Um, and then just take small steps, whether it's, I don't, I don't know if I've seen anyone out here in Arizona with bees in their backyard or anything like that. I'm sure there are, but yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, having some land, having some flowers planted, um, bees love all that. Uh, And they love sun. Yeah. They love sun. So Arizona's perfect Perfect. for it. Yeah. Um, that would be my recommendation. Find somebody, have some land, plant some flowers. Right on. And how? What was it like? You know, when you when you started, I'm assuming you're you're taking care of them, right? Mm-hmm. You're beekeeping. Mm-hmm. And what was it like? Like getting your first jar of the honey that came out of the hive that you helped produce. What was that like? So we, I, he he doesn't have the full suit. He has a little weird mechanism. He has like, you know, the country <laughs> version, but yeah. I got uh, a full one and he has to smoke them out. We have to smoke them out first just cause, um, they may, they may be working, they may be out. Um, but some are going to be there and like when they feel your presence, they, they may get alerted. Um, so yeah, we smoked them out, call them down a little bit. Um, but yeah, taking it out, shaking it, shaking it, because some bees are still on the honeycomb. Mm-hmm. Um, putting it into the sun and just observing it. Uh, I'm ha- I have a picture. I'm gonna show you. Okay, it's it's hypnotic. It's uh, like I don't want to say like trippy, but yeah. it is trippy. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the honeycomb was fully formed. Um, it felt like wow, like. We provided a natural habitat, um, no disturbances. They have water nearby. They have plants, flowers, um, maybe some music. When some people come in here and we play some music, um, but they're doing their thing. So I'm like, how more? Like, what else? Like, not trying to be on, like, a capitalistic, like, but just... 10 more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how would the workload look? Um, how would it feel like on the land, like safety wise? Um, how would they feel about me? Like, you know, cause mm. they do with time, get to know you. Um, and you get to identify like which one is the queen bee. Like, no kidding. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> 
Well, you're also providing an environment for bees to thrive, right? And yeah. people don't understand how important bees are to the ecosystem, right? So I think that's cool that you're you're also providing that. And and you know, you're not like you said, you're not stealing all of the honey. Mm-hmm. You're leaving mm-hmm. some for the bees, mm-hmm. and um, that's cool, man. That's mm-hmm. cool. Like, well, but what was it about that particular thing? I mean, obviously, there's a connection to your food, right? Mm-hmm. Because even like growing tomatoes in the backyard, you feel this connection to your mm-hmm. food when you eat them. They're just they just taste better. Mm-hmm. Um, but other besides that, what what is it about that industry that that really like got your attention? Like, this is what I want to do. It got my attention because. I've just enjoyed growing, like, even here in Arizona with my mom's backyard, like, I had a little compost, I had some peppers growing, I had, like, a little good section going, Um, but being in the Dominican Republic and then eating the fruit there Mm -hmm. that was different and not seeing it here, um, it made me feel different. It made me feel like, hmm, so I was like, what would I feel if I ate more fruits found in the Dominican Republic and ate more uh, of the Dominican diet. Yeah. Like, how would I look? How would I feel? And I'm, like, currently living that because, like, my sleep is good, like, energy levels. And, yeah, just being connected to the earth, being connected to the source or, like, um, a farmer who went and plucked those soursop my yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, um, and just being just closer to it. So yeah. um, I planted some small coconut trees. They should be like this height and then or maybe a little bit taller, but they'll have coconuts that All you can produce? drink. They'll produce. Nice, they'll produce. man. Nice. Um, but yeah, there's so much nutrients and benefits and coconut and the fruits out there. Um, and I just want to spread the wellness in it. a way. So like um, <clears throat> my uncle and I also make coconut oil. Um, like it's a different type of coconut. You got to wait till the cocoa se madura. Mm-hmm. Um, Matures. Yeah. For those of you that don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's no longer water yeah. and then it turns brown. And okay. then like, um, like those brown coconuts that you see in maybe in some stores, yep. um, those are good for making um, oil because the fat concentration in them um so you gotta like grind it down yeah. then cook it down and then uh coconut oil is so good for you so yeah. my next i got your address now yeah um i'm gonna send you once i go back i got you with the cigars yes I forgotten. <laughs> um, dominican cigars are awesome dude cigars Honey and coconut oil. Oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, I got you. Um, so how did you find jujitsu? How did that work out? The podcasting. The yeah, podcasting. yeah, okay. So, like, listening to Jocko, listening to Joe Rogan, I I was just like, I've seen my sister do karate, but it wasn't so long. And uh, after lifting weights and playing football, I was just like, yo, what else? And, like, mm. what can I do for me? Like, did you wrestle at all? I didn't. Okay, okay. Just, just football, just basketball, baseball. Um, but jujitsu was just, like, completely different. So, like, I got on Google, and I just put jujitsu near me. Yeah. Like, I didn't know nobody. I, did. I didn't I did. know nobody. Like, that's exactly what I did. Um. I felt kind of weird the first couple of days just telling everybody, you know, like, um, I went, my first week was during spring break. 
like okay. March. And I think there was a competition or something yeah. going down in California. So the gym yeah. was empty. You yeah, know what I mean? pans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the instructor at that time, the 10 AMs, was Jonathan Van Buren. Yeah, JVB, um, JVB my boy. JVB. Um, so, yeah, like, I was working at Costco. And then I didn't even know um, Paul was at Costco. But, like, I found that spot. Um, so I was working in the mornings, getting off, and then just biking over to jiu-jitsu. Wow. Doing the strength and conditioning with Leslie just because, like, I want to still lift. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah. this jiu-jitsu is about. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, doing that basically two hours and a half of, like, of workout, workout. and jiu-jitsu. Um, nice. For, like, white belt, blue belt stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 10 a.m. 10 a.m., 10 a.m., 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that class has gone through so many like ebbs and flows, you know, like, um, you know, you would think, ah, oh, is he going to get rid of it? Cause only like two people showing up, then it grows to 15 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it gets back down to four and then back up to 15. So, um, but right now I think, uh, I think Ramsey is teaching that 10 AM mm-hmm. now Ramsey and, uh, and, uh, Amber. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and shout out to Ramsey and Amber, my good friends of mine, badass black belts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, so <clears throat> what was it about? What was it about jujitsu? Because you're, I mean, for 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 a young guy, mm-hmm. you're you're very you have like an an older soul, you know what I mean. And most people that but that go into jujitsu at your age are there to smash people, mm-hmm. but you don't have that approach, mm. right? Tell me about tell me about that. So like I listen to your show, I love it. Um, and you know, you usually mention like that picture, like where you see yourself when you were like a white belt, and you see like who's there, and like yeah. yo, they're not here, or where are they now? Yeah. Um, just being part of it, just like each moment has their like their significance. Mm. Their like, um. So how you said like the ebbs and flows yeah. of like the ten a.m.s. Um, yeah. I did feel like I caught it on a great wave, and then caught it on a low wave. Yeah, but then I caught it on another great <laughs> wave. You know what I mean? Just then I left at the top of the wave. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, jujitsu so special and so like that when I come visit, um, people will be like, Oh, Amber's told me about you or this person or like they'll see other people react to me like as soon as they step into the gym. Yeah. Um, and just feeling that love. Like yeah. uh jujitsu when I started the ten AMs we had you know Koa. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, my boy. Uh <clears throat> Onakoa, Kiola. Oh my gosh, yes, Kiola. Kiola. Um, we had Todd, a firefighter. We had Mark. Um, we had a good variety of like sizes. Sizes. <laughs> so um I got humbled quick. Yeah. I tapped early, I tapped often. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. And yeah. then having like JVB sarcastic, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Yeah. His teaching style was so like I vibed with it. So like Wayne, he took a little break, and then we got Kaplan. Yep. Kaplan's different. Kaplan's great. Yeah. Um, but it was different, yep. and I wasn't like, I didn't get attached to JVB, but I kind of did, and I realized that I was just like, yo, like, verate. it happens. Jujitsu, jujitsu, busca la manera, like find your way. Um. So yeah, getting humbled easy and early. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's part of it. But, you know, one one thing that um, Amy and I always we talk about you a lot. All right. Mm -hmm. And it's very complimentary. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. But um, you were like, even though you were mainly you were mainly 10 a.m. and you would sprinkle in some evening classes here or there, like you were part of 
the whole team. And here's what I mean by that. Those people are like 6 a.m. folks and they've never met a 7 p.m. Mm. person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, even if you weren't competing, you were at the competitions with us. Mm -hmm. And so back in, back in that, in in that time, I think it was 2020 Phoenix open. We weren't allowed inside the barrier yet. The Mm -hmm. coaches, right? Everybody's on the outside and you're just wandering in a big circle, coaching everybody. And So the reason we bring that up, Amy and I bring that up, is uh, Amy's in a match, and and her mat was on, like, a very corner, so we had good access to it. Mm -hmm. And you walk by, and she's, like, you know, she's kind of struggling, and you just yelled, Amy, grind! (laughs) She never forgets that, Mm -hmm. because she heard you, and Mm -hmm. she just, like, kicked it up another gear. Mm -hmm. And and you've always brought that energy. Like, you walk into a room, the energy just picks up. That's why Mm -hmm. when I saw you walk into open mat the Mm -hmm. other day, I was like, oh! Hell yeah, that was so fun, dude. <laughs> like, I saw you through the door. Like, I got out the car. The door was open. I looked through. I saw you in the back putting on your tape. And I was just like, all right, like, that's great. Yeah. Head honcho's here. Like, <laughs> he's at his open mat. That's great. Yeah. But then I see John over there to the side with some of his students. So I'm like, all right, let me just say hi, and then I'm going to go in. <laughs> right. um, but, yeah, like, my energy has changed. Like, yeah. Like before, you know when we bow out and then we're like giving us like I would like clap 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 clap. Yeah. Um, I don't do that too much anymore. Uh, but I do coach. I do. Yeah. I do like like sprinkling my differentness, my uniqueness, and um, yeah. Like when and especially when you start competing, like it's a blur. Yeah. Like it's nothing like the jujitsu in the gym. Like. Yeah. I mean, I would love to learn and stimulate that or in a gym environment, maybe like some fake noises and maybe like a ref dressed up. You right, know what right. I mean? It's like hard. A competition, yeah. but like, it's, hard. it's, oh, so yeah, if you're not accustomed to hearing a certain voice or a voice doesn't stand out, um, you're really out there like grinding and yep. just by yourself, yep. just like. And if that person is just on top of you and you can't see the clock or yeah. you're not, you're not like, um, so yeah, I just, I, I like yelling. I like, <laughs> especially people I love yeah, rolling yeah. with and love training with. <laughs> yeah. And um, Amy's has always been so funny. Yeah, oh my like, God. Yeah. Amy is so funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I definitely got to get a roll in with her. For sure, man. For sure. How long are you in town for? I'm here... Possibly till February, the beginning of February. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. that's got a little time. Mm-hmm, got a little mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, are you gonna get? Are you gonna get training in? Are you gonna of do? Of course. Ah, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, we. I wasn't quite sure what to do about federal holidays, but I, I, I know, like, I want to, I want to show that I'm thinking about it at mm-hmm, least, right? Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> last year, you know, I, I. I it, it was really hard for me because, like, I don't like to close. I don't like to cancel classes. I don't okay. like to do any of that. But there comes a point where, like, you got to show the community that you're not just this, you know, cold environment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That you're actually thinking about social issues and you're mm-hmm. thinking about people and you're thinking about things, events that have happened that have changed the course of our country, right? Mm-hmm. So that that was really important to me. And um, <clears throat> I think that's going to be our schedule, man, for federal holidays. We do, like, a 9 a.m., and a 5 p.m. open mat because they were really successful, dude. Mm. It was so much fun, man. Because mm. 9 a.m. was pretty packed. Mm-hmm. 5 p.m. was insane. Okay. That was so much fun, dude. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know the 20th at Grey Wolf is probably going to be it's crazy. It's going to be crazy, yeah. too. So, Always is. Um, 
Yeah, so I flew in and like it was just a perfect timing, the federal holiday. So yeah. I'm like looking at everybody's schedule, hitting up some people, seeing where the open mats are at. Yeah. Um, prioritizing others over just because, you know, I know some people yeah. and like um I want to get that training in. So I did two open mats at Paul's um Sunday and then Monday morning. Okay. And wow. um, <clears throat> I was just focusing with the white belts, just like there were a lot of white belts that showed. I was just like, hey, work the back, yep. work side control. Um, You submit me or I submit you. Like, you, I tell them you. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, all right. So um, really got some good work in. Um, and then the upper belts that were there, we just start normal. Um, I didn't work any wrestling, any takedowns, just start from sitting down, whatever. Yep. Um, so yeah, but I was managing my roles, my breathing, um, and saying like, okay, uh, Alex has an open mat mm-hmm. Monday, you know what I mean? Want to see what that's about. Uh, I know his space has gotten bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah, he has some tough people out there. So yeah. I was like, um, open mats could be hit or miss. Yep. Cause some people want to rest. Some yeah. people want to like. Um, I'd rather jujitsu owners do something. Don't yeah. just stop. Don't just close. Do <laughs> right. something. Right? Yeah. Do because something. the consistency, mm-hmm. the people that are like really on the some goals and trying yep. to get like, um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't enjoy when schools close. Yeah. It's just like yeah. Right now. Yeah. Well, and that's that's one thing. Like the on the point of consistency. Like I want to make sure that. If it's a federal holiday, like people know that I'm going to have a 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. and a 5 p.m. open mat. So I think that's going to be my my thing from now on. So there's no kind of guesswork, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's whatever holiday, you know, 4th of July, that's going to be the schedule. So mm-hmm. so I think um, consistency, like you said, is, is key because, mm-hmm. dude, no one wants to guess or wonder, you know, are you going to be open today? Mm-hmm. You know, we have mm-hmm. classes today. So, yeah, that's 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 a big thing. Um, do you have any desire to open a jiu-jitsu academy one day? <sighs> I, I hear nuggets that you drop with other guests that are owners here. I think about it. I think about it. But it's like the work <clears throat> that's going to take to not not only open the spot, um, the location where it's at. Yeah. Um, could it be a multi-purpose building area? Maybe mm-hmm. another business that operates there during the day. Yeah. Um, where where's where, it yeah. where you know what i mean where do i want to be where yeah. do i want yeah and then it's like once that opens i can't travel as much you're tied to it yeah that's my yeah. baby i gotta yeah yeah and when the baby cries you gotta wake up that's it there's not there's no there's no way around it so yeah so i would say wait yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got plenty of time, dude. You got plenty of time. And then at some point you might be, you know, um, you know, your business could make you so independent, you mm-hmm, know, not, mm-hmm. you know, that you can hire people to just run your jujitsu place and you can go there and teach or not or mm-hmm. train whenever you want. So that's mm-hmm. kind of cool, you know. So the multiple streams of income that you're looking at, mm-hmm. probably the, the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... It's it's tough, dude. It's tough because I mean you're not in the you're not just in the jujitsu business. You're in the people business, yes. right? And people need a lot of attention. So yeah, yeah. So it just kind of goes. Sacrifice, dedication, <clears throat> um, showing up. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
what trips do you have planned in the future? Like what what where are you, where are you going to go? Like when you say trips, you are talking uh, uh, about traveling the world. Okay, around the world. Yeah. Um plan like I'm thinking about it cuz like this like a planning and then once I write it down, it's like it's, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. That's something like you're not a huge. I, I wasn't a huge journal or like. I was gonna ask you that because um, you 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 should. I, hey, I've gotten different journals from this artist in Dominican Republic. Who's the artist? Um, Art Eliana. Um, yeah, Instagram is down here. Ariel, what is it? Arieliana. Yeah, Art Eliana RD. RD. Yeah, RD. RD. Yeah, and she's on Instagram. Uh huh. She does custom work. It's beautiful, um, man. Looks like you're hand painted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hand painted. <clears throat> uh, it feels it's so powerful just like being able to let go of my emotions, whatever's going on, um, whatever dreams or what what I'm working towards. Um this the journaling helps me troubleshoot, that helps me dream. Um Sierra posted about some journal, some jujitsu journal. Mm. Um, I bought that. I'm starting to use it. Um, it's different though because it's not like just white pages. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, detail. Like, how were your energy levels? Yeah, did you sleep? Yeah, um, the technique taught. Uh, how did you feel after? And it's just like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, like, but yeah. all that is gonna help me. It's yeah. gonna like I have several of my journals ready filled with just like. Things that I've done, things that I wanted to do, and it's just like, like I have power in my words. I have power, the power in the pen. Yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah, what was the question? Uh, oh, was, where do I want to go? Yeah, where do you want? Where do you want to go when you travel? I do want to go back to Africa, but um, the traveling for at least for the next year or two, just to establish a business, is going to be Dominican Republic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Costa Rica does call my attention. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, Costa Rica. Like, the surfing, some jiu-jitsu out there. Yeah. Um, There's actually really good jiu-jitsu, like, all in that area. Panama, Costa Rica, stuff like that. Mm, yeah, good good jiu-jitsu mm. there. I, w- I, was, I was stationed in Panama for two years. Okay. And I, did, I had no idea what jiu-jitsu was because yeah. I – so I, I didn't do jiu-jitsu down there. But we're, we were talking about the food. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think I think – I think if I were you, um, because I mean, you're, you're a specimen dude, like and your diet's working. Mm-hmm. So if you could put that down on paper, mm-hmm. that could be something you could sell as well. A, Domin- mm-hmm. a Dominican diet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That could be something that could be another storm of, for, because you're, you're basically working it on yourself. Like you're, there's proof that it works. It's, and it's like. Not only just like the food, the fruit, it's like the infusions, the mm, teas, yeah, um, like the cleanses. Um, I don't eat that much meat. I'm not saying I'm a vegetarian, right? Right. Um, I just don't crave it that much. Mm-hmm. Like I can eat an avocado and some coconut, like the coconut meat, and like I'm good. I'm nourished. Like drink mm. some water. I'm not feeling like like I've reset my body to where like. Yeah, I don't crave meat that much. That's cool. Um, yeah. but yeah, I will. I will think about like drawing up like some plans. Some, um, my lady, she's involved in 
Goldwater Alchemy. Um, that's her Instagram. She's involved in just like natural remedies. She's vegan. She's vegetarian. Okay. okay. Um, also Dominican. And um, yeah, she's she's about it. So who knows when forces collide? Um, what we can do? What can happen? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. When I was when I was in Panama, it was about six months. I was there six months before I made my first trip back to the states. And that was because the military sent me to a school, right? That was in Virginia. And, you know, I, when, when I lived there, I lived in the economy. I lived downtown Panama City. And, you know, so I shopped in the little markets and I ate, you know, mm -hmm. probably the same three places the whole time. And it was a lot of fish, a lot of plantains, a lot of uh, coconut rice and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And um, delicious. Mm -hmm. And I get, I get to the States and got, got in kind of late. Mm -hmm. You know, my buddy's like, oh, you want some food? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I just want to grab a burger because I hadn't had one, you know, burger mm -hmm. in a while so i had wendy's and i remember it specifically it has nothing to do with wendy's mm -hmm. it has to do with the diet that i was on I was yes very the quality much of food broke. the quality i was so sick yes. i was so sick. yes and and we're talking like but i was eating food that was probably killed that day mm -hmm. you know for mm -hmm. six months and then i come here to the all this garbage and uh taught me a valuable lesson i mean there there is there is a thing there mm -hmm. there is that thing you know even though and the, and the funny thing is the reason I was going to those places was so cheap, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to eat there. It was like mm -hmm. a, you know, thing of fish and, you know, some, you know, and, and the sides were less than $5 mm -hmm. at the time, mm -hmm. you know? So I was like, hell yeah, I'm in. And, um, but the quality of food was so good. It was so good. And we're, I mean, we're, we're surrounded by water. Yeah. You know? and it's yeah. Gorgeous, man. I loved it out there. I loved it. I did two years there. I'd, I'd like to go back and see what it's like now. I mean, that was a long time ago when I was there. It's gonna shock you. Yeah. It's gonna like yeah. you're gonna be like, whoa, like I remember this was open. Now there's yeah. skyscrapers. Yeah. You know, like Yeah. Well, there was still so I'm gonna age myself here, but I was there in ninety five. Mm -hmm. So the invasion of the Panama uh of Panama was in eighty eight or eighty nine. So still mm -hmm. pretty fresh in people's minds there. So fresh that there were still buildings with bullet bullet holes in them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you mm -hmm. could I mean in the not the nice part of town, right? They're always in the bad part of town. But yeah, there's people living in those buildings that have holes in them. You know, it was wild, man. And we went to um, we went to this area. Can't remember the name of the area, but it was where um, Noriega had his um, had his uh, headquarters, and that place was all shot up. Still, this is years mm -hmm. later. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that was pretty fresh in in the locals' minds. Um, but when I left in '97, um, a lot of that was being turned over to the back to the Panamanians. We we're closing bases. I think there's only like two bases there now. But um, I, now, from what I understand, because it was like prime real estate, like mm -hmm. right on the water, you know what I mean? The Bridge of the Americas, we could see it from our barracks, you know? And uh, it was, uh, it's now like all resort stuff, you know? Because there was a, there was a, I remember there was a, cross the Bridge of the Americas, head into Balboa, I think the area was, and then you go down this um, causeway, mm -hmm. and then there was an island basically at the end right like a little patch of land and that's where the head uh, the president's home was okay and that's all that's all i think that's all um resort now so i can't uh, dude i'm wild man anyway but it, i'm sure it's very different while in the military yeah did they <clears throat> encourage like hey buy some land here or get involved with like it was just Never. work nothing like that oh. no no i you know and and the it, it was a it was a big eye opener for me because I had never known I, I'd never witnessed firsthand like the the effect that, you know, Americans have 
around the world. And I mean, the building of the Panama Canal. I get Canal. called a gringo in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> I get called a gringo, and I'm like, I'm more Dominican than y'all. I play the instruments. I could dance. Like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. Well, um, the um, <clears throat> so a lot of my friends that were like locals were American. Mm-hmm. They're because their parents work in the in the they call them zonies, the the Panama Canal zone, mm-hmm. and they've lived there for generations, mm-hmm. right? And uh, like my, my, when I first got there, I had a roommate before I moved down into the city, I had a roommate and, um, he was, his dad was army and his mom was from Panama. So he went home, like he got stationed there, but he was never around. He was always staying with his mom and with his family. So that was like, it, it, I don't know why I, I, I think about that a lot. Like that, the, the impact that we have, it's like very, it's, it is Americanized, but they held on real tight to their to their own culture they never let us they never let america like take it over so to speak mm-hmm. i mean the, the the currency was u.s currency okay but like you said in um in 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 africa they call it francs right mm-hmm. and that's a obviously a french word mm-hmm. um but they would call like our money balboa because that was their original uh, currency it was balboa, balboa okay so i mean you would say you know tres balboa i mean three bucks right mm. and if you don't speak the, if you don't understand the lingo like the slang of it you would mm. never be like what do you mean balboa? you know there's mm. a dollar you know but um but yeah it, it it was pretty amazing how how well they held on to who they are mm-hmm. you know as as people so it's really cool i can't wait to go back mm. yeah yeah and i you know but speaking of the uh the <laughs> the gringo my, i have a friend who's from uh, england and she's from uh, Liverpool area. Grew up there. She lives here. They call her the Yank. Mm. So to me, I listen to her accent, and it's like thick. To them, it's like, oh, you're not from here, <laughs> right? Isn't that wild? Yeah. But do, do you get? Do, I mean, people. If you were to walk in a place like where people don't know you and start speaking, can they catch that you're American in Dominican Republic? Yeah, oh, yeah. La maleta siempre se ve. La maleta, <laughs> like the luggage. You, even though you're not with your luggage, you always see it. You always see the luggage. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, like. The way I dress, I'm not super flashy. I mean, I have a chain like most Dominicans. Mm. Um, and yeah, my hair. A lot of Dominicans like to have short hair. They don't usually have dreadlocks. Um, and yeah, but then once they hear me talk, um, I don't have as much Dominican slang because I'm not always there. And like um, the last person I was supposed to bring out there to Dominican Republic, she was going to buy a book. Uh, like Dominican words and phrase, sayings, and I was like, "Look, is this book current to like 2023? <laughs> because if it's not, you lost. Yeah, like, yeah. you good. Like I'm a, I'm a figure it out. Like, but that book is not gonna do you no good. Yeah. No good. Like, um, they just make up different words. Yeah. Like, um, like get okay. Yeah. Like, that's just like what's up. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. But if like somebody who don't know is like what. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like in, in in Panama, they would have like they would have like um, English words that were like, I mean, they were, it was it was common it was common language like it was mm. it was it was slang but it was common language like aquí tengo este man mm. like I've got this guy here right but you know it, in Spanish it'd be like hombre right mm-hmm. aquí tengo este hombre aquí tengo este man te estás esperando you know, stuff like that and you know. So you, 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 I would catch those words. They're like, oh, that's interesting. They just mm-hmm. kind of threw that into it. But it has everybody. You know, yeah. I, well, to a certain point, right? There's other people that are very proper. Right, but, but exactly. But people that speak slang. Yeah. You know, and there were just, you know, different different words like, 
words like um, piscina. Piscina is like, you know, pool, but it's, it's like a proper way to say it. Mm-hmm. They would use it in every everyday language. And I'm like, oh, you know, you only hear like snobby people say that where I come from. You know what I mean? That type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's so there was a little dichotomy there in, in, in the words. So that was that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, so <clears throat> what about what about Asia? I mean, you're doubling the flight. I know. I know. <laughs> Australia doesn't call my attention okay. just because of that flight. Um, 20 something hours, right? 22 yeah, hours. Yeah. 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 Like, how the hell does something fly that far? I know they got to do a layover either yeah. in Guam, either in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and then you got to adjust to the time change too. Day. A day. It's a like, whole day. What? You cross the dateline. Um, I don't know. Like, my main origin or main reason to go out there would be to like, where did the banana come from? Like mm, the origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. on some. Let me go. Like no, no, no. Go to Sydney or some no, bullshit. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. We going like, <laughs> how did the Polynesians move it across the oh, islands? Yeah. How did like the Europeans then come and take it over to Africa? How did the Africans yeah. like? I want to go like follow the fruit. Follow yeah. like because where the fruit are, the people are there. The yeah. sweetness, the the love, the people. Yeah. Um. Fiji is nice, but as the flight time yeah. and then uh, uh, China, Japan. I hear Japan is nice, clean, the trains, but um, I think I don't know if this is fully true. This may be a hot take. I don't feel like <laughs> Asians really love black people like that. You don't think so? I don't think so. Aww. I feel like when I've been into Asian, like, yeah, the Asian stores, food stores, like they'll serve you though, like, but like. Anytime going into like a 99 cent store, like I'm always getting those wandering eyes yeah. that employee that's following me. Oh, um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I'm not saying all. I'm not right. Saying, but I think you'd be surprised, man. Because when, like, when I went, when I went to Europe, people just wanted to know like America, what Americans were like, mm. you know. And and they, um, I use Ireland as the example because I've been all over the place. But Ireland was like, you know, they're like, oh, come to our house, we'll cook for you. Mm. And in the United States, that means you're going to get killed and buried in a basement, right? So. <laughs> but yeah, you really got to get intimate with someone here before you invite them over to your house. Yes. It's more of like, let's go out somewhere. Right. Well, yes. Maybe a coffee, maybe a beer, maybe yeah. a pizza. And yeah. then like. No, they, they made a meal and we just hung out and it talked. Fun. It was good. Oh, it was it was good. Fantastic, it was good. man. It, and they're, and they're such good people, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're just curious because. We pulled into a place called uh, Cove, Ireland. And I don't know how true this is, but we were told that we were the first American warship to pull into that port since World War II. So there were generations of people that didn't, you know, hadn't met too many Americans, right? So you pull into, and Cove is a small town. And we, we would take a bus to the big city, Cork. What part of not, Ireland? North, I southwest? I think it's south. Okay. So, south is southeast-ish area. South, yeah, it's got to okay. be in the south area. But... Um, but uh, yeah, Cove was uh, the the biggest thing in town was the church, mm. giant church. It's beautiful, and uh, it, it's pretty cool. You get to meet locals and hang out because um, so at the time we carried an admiral on board, which means we were the flagship, like we were the second fleet flagship, and um, the we only went to like really cool places. That's where the admiral wanted to go, mm. and when we pulled into Cove, we were supposed to be there three days. We were there two weeks. The Admiral happened to be Irish. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so we just just stayed there. I think we were like, quote unquote, broke down. You know what Mm. I mean? We had to stay in port. And so we we spent a lot of time. That's probably the, 
of any port, that's probably the most I've ever been, you know, most, most time I've ever been in a port. And um, so I got to know a lot of the people and we got to travel a little bit and mm-hmm. check things out. And we went to uh, Blarney Castle. And at Blarney Castle, um, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but you get to the top of the castle and they have this ritual where you, for luck, you kiss the Blarney Stone. And the way you do it, they have this guy sitting there and there's like a hole at the top of the castle, right? It's like a square. You sit on one side of the square, guy holds you and then he leans you back and you kind of lean all the way looking over your head and then you kiss the stone and they take a picture of you kissing the stone. It's like you're inverted. Time out, time out. Yeah. So you trusting a guy you don't know <laughs> to like, lean you back so yeah. you can kiss a stone for yeah, a picture. Well, here's the thing. I didn't get to the point where we kissed the stone because, okay, full disclosure, we were, we were pretty hammered. We, they, not my fault. They did two stops on the way there. They did a crystal stop and then a, like a wool place stop. And in the both places, they were serving booze. Like they were giving us mm-hmm. booze. So we were just, okay. So we get to the castle and we're just kind of open, you know, moving around. It was really cool. And then you get to the line to go up and kiss a stone. It was super long, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm not saying mm-hmm. that line. So we just kind of <laughs> hung out. Anyway, we get back. We get back, we get back to Cove and we go to the, uh, this place was called the European. I'll never forget it. Little, little bar. And we, that's where we met most of the locals. Cause we would start and end our night at the European. And these guys, we got to know them and they're like, Oh, what'd you do today? I'm like, Oh, I went to Blarney castle. And the guy's like, did you kiss a stone? And we're like, no, we didn't get him. Like, he goes, <laughs> he goes good. Cause we go up there and piss on it. <laughs> 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 so anybody that's ever kissed a stone, I hope they've sprayed it off a little bit. <laughs> wow. So bad. Yeah, man. But yeah, that, you know, the, the, the thing is what, what I really admire about what you're doing is, especially since you're, you're journaling your whole trip is you're, you're taking advantage of the, the time that you have. And one of my biggest regrets was, um, I left my ship in Portsmouth, England. And back in those days, they would give you cash. Bad call. Anyway, but they would give you cash because it costs money to, you know, to fly across the country. You got to buy your meals, all the per mm-hmm. diem and all the stuff. So they give it to you up front. And then you do an expense report at the end and you, you, you know, do all that. Well, I had 30 days to get from Portsmouth, England to San Diego, California. And I didn't spend a week backpacking in Europe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had money. Mm-hmm. I could have stayed, stayed in some cheap places, maybe slept under the stars a couple times, mm-hmm. but I didn't do it. You had a week. I had, I had I had 30 days. Okay, you had a month. I had a month. All I had to do was go change my flight. If I would have changed my flight and been like, oh, I could spend two weeks in Europe just wandering around. I had a passport. I had everything. What were, can you, what were you, I don't want to say, what were you thinking? I was an idiot. Like, I was an okay. idiot. I was like. You wanted to get back into the workforce. I, I right guess, school, man. Yeah. I mean, well, I was Family going, pressures? No. Nothing like that, man. I just, I went to the airport. By the way, I went to the wrong airport. But anyway, I went to the airport, and then I went, uh, flew to Atlanta, and then my buddy and I drove across the country to San Diego. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little bit of an adventure, but mm-hmm. dude, I could have spent a couple weeks in Europe. Easy. Mm-hmm. No problem. Mm-hmm. No problem. But I didn't. Had money mm-hmm. that someone else gave me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. wasn't, I wasn't even spending my money. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So um, if I have a, a regret in my youth, yeah. that's that's a big one. I screwed that one up. So don't screw it up. Travel. Regrets. Yeah. yeah, man. So so tell me about the process real quick, uh, about the process of um, saving up to go to a place. Like, do you target a place and then you just Google shit and mm-hmm. be like, this is about what it's going to cost? Or do you buy things as you go? How does that work? So you want to for sure have some type of income. You want to have your bills paid. Um, start savings. 
like it may be as small <laughs> as fifty, seventy five dollars, mm. but that adds up the sacrifices, like become a squirrel. Like mm. just like really like so you gotta switch your mentality. You can't go out to eat. Yeah. You like, gotta say no a lot. You say no a lot. Yeah. Um and that's even before having a trip. That's yeah. just to have the funds to yeah. just like um and then when you have some type of funds, uh, depending on your comfort levels, depending on your gender, because some females can't, they would rather not travel alone or yep. want to go with a friend. Yep. Um, so, yeah, like if you want to do domestic inside the United States, that's also, you know, doable. Rent a car um, or fly in somewhere. And then, um, but you always have to plan like, what do I want to do while I'm at X location? What do I want to see? What do I want to feel? Mm. Um, big cities, you're going to get the traffic. You're going to get people who just, like, they're tourists, but there's also people living there. And, yeah. like, there's a certain way of walking. Like, mm. New York, like, there are tourists, especially Christmas time, off to the side. Or not even off to the side, in the middle, just trying to take a picture of a size. It's like, oh, we're trying to get through. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So... <clears throat> Trying to do research on the etiquette beforehand. Even oh, that's though a great idea. Etiquette beforehand and also, like, what time of year am I going? Mm. Um, what can I expect? Uh, sometimes people, vendors are uh, trying to sell a little bit too exorbitant, um, too expensive. Yeah. Uh, don't say learning how to negotiate as well once you're there. Um, but not disrespecting them. Not, right. like... Just five pesos less or yeah. ten pesos less. Yeah. Um. And they kind of enjoy that shit. Yes, too. they do. It's like a they game, do. Right? They do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, fifteen. Oh, how about twelve? They you know? do. Yeah, yeah. It's good to walk away. <clears throat> yeah. It's good to walk the away. Walk away. You trick. know what I mean? <laughs> they may. Hey, yo. Okay. Te lo dejo neto. Yeah. Um. Life. Uh. So yeah. So domestic probably won't do too much of that bargaining, but uh. Yeah, do what you want. Like, go to national parks. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I feel like I can't tell anybody to go to Dubai. Like, I know. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. For what? For why? Yeah. <laughs> like, for to be in a hotel, to be in a long flight, like be on the biggest building in the world. I don't know. I. Uh, I mean, just feel, just like. What do you want to feel? What do you yeah. want to see? Like, well, well, you you say you say these words, and and you probably don't even notice it anymore. But what's calling you, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think I think that's that's something that most people don't hear the calling because they don't spend enough time in in silence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't meditate. They don't do the things that where you're gonna get the opportunity to 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 listen, right? Mm-hmm. To listen to what you really want. I think once you do, <clears throat> man. You'll, you'll figure out who you are, right, as a person and what you really like. Because traveling at a five-star resort, awesome, mm-hmm. right? How much do you get out of it that you couldn't get here? Entiende. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, one, of the, one of the coolest things I did when I was, in, when I was stationed in South America is um, we went out and built a uh, school mm. for, for this little village. I mean, it was hours of driving. It was crazy. Middle of nowhere. Mm. Little village. Um, I don't even know how this started. It was like through a through some kind of foundation. The military got behind it, and we had these big giant trucks. Right, we head out there, 
and these people had a, a little bit more than nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They had they had their places where they lived. Um, the schoolhouse was also the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's where they they had a community pot where they all came and ate. Mm. And if you look at them, you at at first glance you're like, oh, these poor folks. Dude, they were some of the happiest people you ever met. Mm. They were so happy. It was funny because like we're building. We had a group of CBs. You know, they're 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 military builders, and they're like just. Most of the time, they told us to get the hell out of the way. But sometimes they would let us help, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, moving lumber and stuff like that. But they're building this thing, and like the whole village is kind of standing around and watching us do it, mm-hmm. right? And they're just kind of watching, you know, because they most of them had never met Americans before, mm-hmm. so they're kind of watching, right? And then the day goes on, and they didn't really leave. Um, they just their clothing changed. So as the day went on, you know, in the evening they had their little gowns on. They're almost getting ready for bed, you know, and they're just watching us work. You know, it's, it's pretty no cool. conversation. Not re- a little bit. Okay. Some of the older folks. This is mostly the kids watching us, you know. Okay. And then at the end of the at the end of the, the day, we're exhausted. I mean, we work all day. And we we're gonna stay the night and then finish up in the morning and then head back. And uh one of the CBs goes, Hey, grab that bag of chem lights. Uh, a chem light is like a tube. And you snap it and you snap it, it kind of cracks and then you shake it and it has a chemical reaction and it glows it in the mm, dark, mm, right? It's like a little light. So, um, so she, he, we start cracking them and giving them to the kids. Mm-hmm. Dude, all you saw was chem lights throughout the woods, mm, little kids running and playing, dude. Mm, they were some of the happiest people I've ever met and they, they didn't have electricity. You know, it's not about that. Exactly. You know, it's, a, they built this community that like we were, yes, they were grateful, but they couldn't wait till we left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you have that moment because you were able to travel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, it was with the military, but like, yeah, you probably could have stayed in the ship or like, yeah. but you took the risk, the adventure. Yeah. Um, and you changed someone's lives. Yeah. You made someone laugh. You made someone feel good. Yeah. So like you were talking about earlier how like I have a way of like when I get into the room, like the energy. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's what I want to do in jujitsu. I want... Like, yeah, we're going to dance. We're going to go at it. We're going to, like, but I want you to feel good. I yeah. want you to, like, really, like, yo, this is fun. Like, yeah. I love when people tell me oh, it's fun or when someone's on the side, like, watching me. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. love it. I love it. <laughs> I can feel the eyes. Yeah. I can feel them. Yeah. Do you know Vinny? Do you know Vinny? Uh, he trains with John Cabay. Yes, black belt. yes, yes. We've had some battles. We've Vinny some battles. is so full of energy. And even when he whips your ass, he makes you feel good about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but those, I mean, you you he and you are very very alike in that. Like you bring this this crazy energy to the room. It's really cool, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, listen, brother, I got to get to work at some point. Yes. And yes. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time and, mm-hmm. and telling me about the adventures. And we'll have to do it again mm-hmm. wherever wherever the wind blows. Yes. Yeah, brother. So uh, let everybody know where they can find you or or anything you want to plug before okay. we sign off. So my Instagram is Adam's World of Adventure. My website is MotorManifest.com. Um, any news or anything I'll post on my Instagram. Uh, once the honey is coming into the United States, yes. I'll record, I'll show, I'll, I'll try to educate, make some movies as well um, to put it out there into the masses and make it accessible. Yeah. Um, not a daunting or like just make it, hey, you could do it. I love it. You know what I, I love mean? it. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I love you, brother. I appreciate you. I love you too, Alex. All right. Yes, that was awesome. This episode of the BJJ Foxcast is brought to you by BioPro. BioPro is an all-natural alternative to prescription human growth hormone, which aids in recovery, anti-aging, metabolism, libido, immunity, skin health, cognition, sleep, and stress. 
Just one vial per day provides a substantial boost to all of these growth factors. Okay, so that's what they want me to say. Here's what I know as an aging grappler. I've been using BioPro Plus and the nighttime variant BioPro Plus Cortisleep for several months and it feels like I've grown a third lung. My, ga- my gas tank is noticeably bigger. My recovery is faster and I'm back on the mats much quicker, not just between training sessions, but between rounds. Now you can get $30 off your first order of BioPro when you use the code FOXCAST at www.bioproteintech.com. That's code FOXCAST for $30 off your first order at www.bioproteintech.com. Thank you, BioPro. 